1: The Notorious OTB on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100, and get a $100 free bet at WinBet. That's W Y N N B E T. Welcome everybody to the Notorious O.T.V. Brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I'm your host, Chase Sessoms, the Wolf of Oaklawn. And as always... It's all good, baby, baby. Oh. It was all a dream. We used to read Blood Horse Magazine. Man, it's it's here. We're recording this Thursday, but it's going to drop Friday morning, which means it is officially Breeders' Cup weekend, whenever you listen to this. Because today is Future Stars Friday, We've already done a show on that though. We're moving on to the big day, and we are gonna be taking a look at all the big races in the pick six. And when I say we, who do I have a mouse in my pocket? No, I fucking do not. I got Ryan Dickey joining me again. Welcome back for the third time. I remember last time you were here, you were a little bit presumptuous, uh, assuming that you uh you were actually going to get invited back this time. This is the
0: greatest comeback since Blackwood. It happens. Those 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 things happen. Sometimes you make assumptions and you know, when you do, you make an ass out of you and me.
1: Yeah, so. it, it took me a while to get over it. That's why why you haven't been on in a bit. But that's
0: fine. I'm 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 okay. I,
1: I wasn't terribly hurt by it, but I was hurt by it. <laughs> well, there's one person that I mean, ever since I've been part of horse racing Twitter, when I think of Keeneland, I, I actually naturally always think Ryan Dickey in his purple suit at Keeneland. <laughs> uh so uh I had to get Ryan in for a for a breeders' cup at Keeneland. You you excited about the races?
0: I am excited about the races. I've I've been dabbling here and there. Uh, I did play a lot of the Keeneland meet. Um, but other than that, I really haven't been playing often. Uh, I've been looking forward for this weekend for quite some time. And it's here, and we're in full effect, I think they used to say back in the day.
1: Yeah, man. it's. Uh, I think it's going to be a good weekend of racing. I really like today's Future Star, Stars Friday card. Uh, I, I think that the Classic Day card is just an excellent mix of um gives you a break in a couple spots where it looks like it could be kind of easy and then there's some just extremely difficult points to it which I mean is pretty I guess par for the course when it comes to a breeder's cup card
0: yeah I mean I think I look over it and I say well I can't bet them all so let's figure it out and and for me it's it's I mean I, I don't think I'm u- unique in this but it's basically, which ones can I toss? Which ones can I be happy about not having on my ticket? And which ones can I be okay with letting them beat me?
1: Right. And there, man, that's the thing is there, and there are so many good horses that if you're going to. If you're going there, I don't feel like there are any just obvious favorites that you can say, nope, this horse isn't going to win. So if you're tossing the favorite, I mean, you got to be prepared to say that at some point because it could <laughs> win. And I mean, if you're also singling a favorite, you better be prepared to say, yeah, I got my shit busted up by a, a 30 to one shot from Luxembourg that no one's ever heard of.
0: <laughs> well, right out of the gate, I'm going to go against a favorite. And if the favorite beats me in the first leg, the pick six, I'm done.
1: OK, OK, so. <laughs> you're out you're out in vegas right yeah, uh yep. where, where's your what's your breeders cup day look like are you headed to the race book
0: uh, i will be heading to some race book on the strip i will be actually uh news flash this is uh breaking news i'll be uh hanging out with uh go philly uh sherry riddick's gonna be in town so sh- she and i will be uh playing the races together somewhere
1: nice nice that- I like the, I do enjoy the race book feel. Uh, you know, it, it's nice being somewhere. Just, I, I naturally just, you know, kind of curl up in a dark hole where, in whatever place that I'm in and just enjoy being in, in my cave. So, race books usually give me, give me that feel. Also, I mean, that many TVs going on at once. Who can, who can beat it? Nobody. Well, I mean, the, the thing about that is that's what I do for a
0: living. So, it's like, um, I've, I've grown accustomed to it so much that I, I there's no real, I don't know. There's no real sentimental value for it for me, except for the thing that will be I'll be making bigger wagers
1: than I normally do.
0: So uh, I think that's the only sticker shock I'll have.
1: So outside of this pick six that we're handicapping, is there any yeah. sequence on this card that you're actually, you know, really kind of looking forward to?
0: No, I, I basically um, I, I did a deep dive. Um I did a deep dive on the dirt mile and that's the third race of a, of the early pick five of the breeders cup races. And I really can't put a ticket together for that. For some reason, I I tried, just can't do it. Um, so if I want to use the horses, I like in that race, I got to go pick three. So, I might play a couple rolling pick threes early um, on Saturday and then getting into this pick six situation. Um, ho- hopefully I can put together a skinny ticket to uh, be alive. The flight line at the end. Oh, did I, did I ruin it? All
1: right. I, I mean, at, at this point, literally every single person who's been on the show, uh, kind of agrees that it's the, the foregone conclusion that flight line, I haven't heard any, a single person yet say that, that flight line, you know, that they're going to beat flight line. So, I mean, I I guess if someone is is a lame and hasn't been listening, then we might have spoiled it for them. But I I mean, I, I don't feel like that's a sort of newsflash or anything. Go in peace and send send no more, my child. You're you're ah. absolved. <laughs> why?
0: Why? Thank you. Forgive me.
1: Um. The the thing is, is in
0: 2015 I went to the Breeders' Cup at Keeneland. That's the that was the purple suit day. Um everybody and their mother knew that it was American Pharaoh and nobody questioned it. Everybody thought this is it. We're just going to watch it. We're just going to enjoy it. And (laughs) I did, I did exactly that. I didn't make a ton of money because I think, uh, I think the sprint got me that year. Um, but I still, you know, everything I had was, was to American Pharaoh and it was just fun just to watch. I never, I mean, I never sweated that at all.
1: Yeah. I'll, well, we'll talk more about this, but I'm starting I'm starting to feel uneasy. I'll just say that I'll okay. I'll have a little cliffhanger for for when we get back from our oh. ad break, which, by the way, we are right up against. So we are going to take a quick break here at the Notorious O.T.B. And when we get back, me and I guess since Prince is no longer with us, the greatest living American to ever rock a purple suit, Ryan Dickey, we will be right back. Ready to win money and boost your odds? WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. We're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards are right at your fingertips with Win Rewards on WinBet. Be on the lookout for the WinBet Win Hour each Thursday from 5 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. During WinBet Win Hour, marquee games of the week will have better odds on WinBet. Giving you a larger payout opportunity, great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Ready to play? Sign up today to receive a special offer: bet one hundred dollars, win one hundred dollars. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is head over to SportsGamblingPodcast.com/slash/WinBet. So they know that we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change service terms conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where play-through winbet is available. If you're someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Sports Gambling Podcast has given you a chance to win your choice of either an autographed Lawrence Taylor or autographed Brian Dawkins jersey. Contest is completely free to enter. Subscribe to the YouTube YouTube.com slash SportsGamblingPodcast, comment on a video, each video gives you a new chance to win, and turn on your notifications so you don't miss SGPN contacting you when they pull the winner. The winner will be announced on Sunday's recap show. Welcome back to the Notorious O.T.B. brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. We are talking Breeders' Cup Classic Day. We are talking Pick 6 i'm gonna spell my name one more time check it it's the you just lay down slow and i'll tell you me and just the team of dozens of interns that i have working for me have just been pumped up for for breeders cup classic day and for this pick six sequence so let's go ahead let's kind of set this up a little bit first last year's pick six I mean, if you're new to horse racing, if you you don't, you know, we're talking about this big sequence pick six. You're used to seeing your local track pay maybe a thousand bucks, five thousand bucks for a really good pick six or pick five. Uh, Last year's pick six for the Breeders' Cup at Del Mar paid five hundred and thirteen thousand dollars. The classic day pick six. I mean, we say it and sometimes, you know, we say it's a life changing score, but it's more of like a buy a a fair condition uh, Miata you know, used Miata with a lot of mileage on it kind of score. This actually does have the potential to be a life-changing score. A lot of that has to do with the wager base, which is $1. A lot of places offer $0.20, $0.50, whatever. This is a $1 base. So with that being said, there's going to be a little bit of sticker shock whenever we put these tickets together. They can add up fast unless we get super confident and super skinny, which I am most definitely not. And it's going to start with the BC Philly and Mayor Turf. In race six, post time is one fifty PM Eastern. That's Saturday, November fifth. It's twelve fifty God's time Central. Uh, so let's kind of talk about like an overarching ticket strategy. What did you have anything in mind when you were putting this together? Was it let me get it all to this this one horse, like you know, flight line, like you mentioned earlier, or was there was there a little bit more to it?
0: No, when I think about the pick six, especially like you said with a with a dollar. um, base bet i'm trying to do something that i i can't do in in real life and that's uh go skinny so uh can't can't be skinny might as well bet skinny well i mean if
1: if you if you goes if you slim down then the the purple suit's just like hanging off of you you're gonna have to go get like alterations and stuff so i mean you know fill it out man well you know
0: i I guess I, i guess i'd rather be fat and happy but um what i'm going to offer to uh your listeners here is i'm going to offer a base ticket and that base ticket can be as low as 54 dollars. so um i decided when i went through this i was going to just add the horses that i really 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 wanted to have on there i'm going to add one more um to it so when i play it so i'm only going to play it for for 108 but uh, i think i think i can get away with 54 bucks here
1: yeah, I mean, fifty-four bucks. That's like Adrian Brody skinny. Uh, whenever yeah. we talk about one-dollar pick-six tickets, so I, I respect it. I respect the confidence enough uh, to be able to to do that. Um, I'm I'm much wider. I, I will say my mine is going to be uh, almost four times what what Ryan's ticket is. Uh, my kind of strategy here was that I've got two singles that I'm definitely going to use. They're not anything that's going to shock anybody by any means. So I'm definitely using singles in the sprint and the classic. I want to be spread out wide in the turf races because I mean, that's just where the bombs typically come in. It seems you have horses like order of Australia, you know, come in at a massive price. Uh, You know, it, you have so many more unknowns with the the European and the foreign shippers coming into the turf races and just kind of the nature of turf racing. You tend to get more prices. So except for uh, you know, my two singles, I am going to take the opportunity to go pretty contrarian in some of these spots and maybe talk, maybe toss some favorites, uh, and just kind of, uh, you know, hope for the massive score in, you know, either the massive score or nothing at all.
0: Yeah. I mean, when, when I, when we go through this, uh, I'm going to have the two same two singles that, that you have, but I'm going to add one in the sprint. So other than that, uh, other than that, I'm, I'm just going with, you know, the, the ones that I really, really want on the ticket. And I'm not looking to have, like, like you said earlier, a life-changing score. I'm not looking for a life-changing score here. I'm just trying to get home through the turf.
1: All right, man. I, I'm hoping for the life-changing score because I want to make enough money to or- utter this phrase. Hey, hey, hey. On, don't rub dope. on that. You block that. You understand? That's alpaca. That's $25,000 alpaca. You block that shit. Right. You don't rub on Put the club soda on there. Look. I'm trying to win that. Put that club soda on my alpaca money. That's what I'm talking about.
0: Well, All right. I, that, that, that's not going to be me. I'm going to have, uh, I'm, I'm going to have some, uh, you can use a paper towel and some uh, Sprite on the uh, Berber.
1: <laughs> I, I, I got to respect the hustle of, of using a, uh, a very durable uh, floor covering. So <laughs> race six is the BC Philly Amer Turf mile and three sixteenths. As you would guess, on the turf, uh, go ahead. Kind of set up how you thought this race might run. Who your top choice is, and let us hear who you're using in this ticket.
0: Well, I, the, it's kind of a wonky, you know, mile and three sixteenths uh, on the turf. Uh, it's kind kind of weird, weird there. Uh, as far as the setup for the race, uh, it's it's kind of hard to tell with some of these euros in here. Um, so it's it's a little bit difficult. But I want to go against Nashua, the favorite. Uh, she narrowly missed a, a group one out in France, but she's never missed the board. Um, I'm not saying that she's not going to hit the board. I'm just saying that I don't want her on top because with all these really, really good, uh, fillies and mares in this race, uh I wouldn't, I would not want, um, you know, she's five and two on the morning line. She might be somewhere near that. I don't want that. Um, to start my pick six, Holly Doyle is a good jockey. Obviously John Gosden is a, is a world-class trainer. Um, but I just I just, for some reason, don't like this one. I'm going to the outside and there are not a lot of races at Keeneland, uh, for the breeders cup race that you're races that you're going to want to go outside. But for me, I'm going outside with three horses. Um, number nine Rougier, um, you know, big grade one victory at Woodbine last time, uh, Flavian Pratt's up for Chad Brown. Got to use that one. 12 to one in the morning line, not going to go off anywhere near that. I'm I'm thinking eight to one, maybe, um, in Italian, Seven to two on the morning line definitely is a horse that people are going to use. Another Chad Brown. This one's got uh, Rosario up. Also won a big Grade One uh, last out. And then there's Moira. Uh, I have to use Moira. And when I was putting this ticket together, she was the very last one that I said, "Okay, I'm going to use." She's starting in the in the twelve spot. You know, she's Canadian bred. She's been up there at Woodbine. She's finally coming down now to to face everybody. She has heart. She has grit. And I would love nothing more than to have Moira win the first uh, race of the pick six um, because we're, we're smooth sailing the rest of the way, I think.
1: She's got heart. She's got grit. She's got mental health issues, also, I want to point out. Uh, that horse is a nutcase. I. Uh, I mean, I, I wonder if there are prop bets out there, of, like how many shoes she'll toss if she'll eat her saddle and bite a child on the way to the gate. Uh, I, I use a lot of the same horses. You know, it's funny. I, I said I was going to focus on maybe being a little contrarian in my plays. Uh, yeah, I, I use Nashua the favorite. It's like if you were like, hey, Chase, what kind of music do you like? I was like, oh, you know, I, I like uh, I don't really like popular stuff. Uh, so like Taylor Swift. Um <laughs> So I I did use Nashua. I I did a build up to the Breeders' Cup three-part series. One of them featured, uh, uh, you know, fellow Sports Gambling Podcast Network contributor, uh, Malcolm Bamford, who lives over in Newcastle. He took a deep dive on some of the Euros for me. He was all in on Nashua, and I'm going to kind of trust him there. I also like one of the things I really like about Nashua is the fact that the horse is coming back off of very soft turf, very, very soft turf at uh, Longchamp uh, in the last race. And comes back and catches a little bit firmer. And I think the horse is going to run, you know, appreciate the firmer turf uh, a lot more uh, than than it did that soft going. So I I do think Nash was got a got an honest uh, chance. And then I use, of course, in Italian. Uh, I mean, this horse could be the speed of speed. If someone jumps up and wires this race, it's going to be in Italian. And then, yeah, got to use Moira. And I do think you get a fair price. You probably get a very win bettable price on on Moira uh, at uh, at, at 10 to 1, you know, 10 to 1 on the, the morning line. I have to think it might stay fairly close close to that. I, I don't see it going down drastically being half or anything. I think you could get anywhere from like eight to one to twelve to one on Moira. So uh I, I do like Moira. If you watched that last race, the EP Taylor Woodbine, uh that, you know, finished second, was disqualified down to eighth, but the horse is a, a fucking competitor. I mean, nearly put another horse over the rail to get that second and was really moving fast late. And that was, gonna, that was the big question is, will the horse handle the turf? Because it's been a, you know, a synthetic, uh, you know, specialist running at Woodbine its entire career. So I, I stayed pretty skinny also with three, uh, three, 11 and 12. All right. Moving on. Race seven. It's the Breeders' Cup Sprint. This one's on the dirt. Six furlongs. And uh, I mean, I don't think anyone's going to be shocked whenever they hear this.
0: Corn dogs, Jackie! Corn dogs for all these people.
1: That's- I'm such an unabashed Jackie's Warrior fanboy, bitch. Uh, <laughs> what was did you think this was as simple as Jackie's Warrior, like I did?
0: No, this is this is the race where I said I'm going to use I'm going to use the single for the base bet of, of fifty four dollars. Obviously, you can't go wrong with just just singling him there, but Kamari kamari's going to go on my ticket. I'm going to play 2-9 here when I when I play my $108 ticket, um, just because if Jackie's Warrior for some reason gets beat again, because last time I bet on Jackie's Warrior, where, was it two times back I bet on Jackie's Warrior didn't get there? I don't want to have that same feeling two, two races into the uh, pick six, so I'm going to add Kamari to mine. Um, you know, one grade two last out and, uh, you know, off the layoff it's going to be second off the layoff. So I'm, uh, I, I'm going to, I'm going to add Kamari to mine. And if Jackie's warrior wins, I'll feel okay knowing that I spent a $54, uh, for, for no reason on Kamari.
1: Listen, Kamari is a very talented horse. I have seen that horse do freaky things at at Uh, you know, it's, it's very, very talented. Uh, I, Am going with Jackie's Warrior. Jackie's Warrior did lose last out for the first time in a year. That's right, the first loss since last year's Breeders' Cup Breeders' Cup Sprint at Del Mar. I have an excuse for why Jackie's Warrior lost last time. Uh, I had a little a little rhyme to help me get through seven furlong races at Saratoga, which is one through three is dead to me. Four or more big fucking score, and Jackie drew the three hole and couldn't overcome the 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 one through three bias where those horses just were not winning for pretty much the entire meet. So I'm drawing a line through it because the horse still gave a pretty game effort. And uh, I, I'm saying, you know what? That one didn't matter. And uh, Jackie's Warrior fires big off the layoff and gets back on the winning track. And uh, Avengers just a, a dog shit run last year in the Breeders' Cup.
0: Yeah, I mean, he got beat by a
1: length and a quarter by a very good horse. Now, that's my single so jackie's warrior number nine ryan went kamari and jackie's warrior the two and nine moving on to the race eight bc mile which is on the turf as you would guess it's going a mile they seem they seem very keen on telling you exactly what's going on in the title of these races all right this is i i went bomb here i've got a a bomb that I don't think anyone's really talking about. So I want to hear if you bring it up or not, go ahead. Who'd you like Ryan?
0: Well, this is your separator race then, huh?
1: Yeah, this is it.
0: This is the race where this is the make or break race for me because I'm going to use three horses and none of them are more than 15 to one on the morning line. So odds are, I don't have the uh, bomber that you're talking about. Uh, I'm going to start with modern games. I think modern games is the most likely winner and that is not surprising to anybody. Um, I mean, one, yeah, you know, it didn't win, but it came in second in a group one at, at Ascot last out Applebee's horses. When they come to America, they do very, very well. They get, he's got William Buick in there. I think modern games, the purse money only winner of last year's breeders cup, uh, on Friday, I think is your, your most likely winner here. I'm going to have to go with smooth, like straight. Um, I like smooth, like straight 10 to one in the morning line. Um, Hasn't really won a lot lately, but uh, I think could be, could be prime for this. And it's going to be the horse that I think is a little bit forgotten about. So hopefully those odds will drift up from 10 to one. And then from the clouds, let's try it one more time. One more time with Ivar. I love Ivar and I just can't, I just, ugh. This horse frustrates me to no end and I have to use Ivar because if I don't use Ivar and Ivar comes uh, traipsing home late in this race and beats me, I'm going to be so, so, so upset. But there's a horse in this race that I'm not going to be upset that beats me at all. And that's number 14, domestic spending. Coming off a 448-day layoff to run in a Breeders' Cup race, going a mile on the turf, no thanks, especially from the 14 post. Don't want any part of it. So – I'm assuming that I didn't cover the horse that you really, really like.
1: I, yeah, I got, I managed to get out clear here. Uh, and by the way, yeah, domestic spending. So there's one trainer that I really like and I call it the, his witness protection angle, uh, Todd Pletcher, uh, Mm -hmm. whenever he puts a horse into wit sack and it's just gone for months, years, usually when it comes back, it just runs a hole, runs a hole through the fucking wind. But, Mm. uh, you know, with Chad Brown, I don't know. This is such a what the fuck horse with domestic spending. Um, you did not touch my top pick, which makes me happy to to break this here news. I like like kind of a lot. Number one, Pogo, 20 to 1 on the morning line. It's got James Doyle up, Charlie Hills is the trainer, last out, one at New Market over a uh, little firmer, you know, firmer turf. Uh you know, seems thinks it's gonna stretch out really well to the mile. Uh I I think that you know, I, I'm a little bit of a pig boy bitch when it comes to horses that get pocket trips right off the speed and and these sort of shorter two turn turf races that can just ride the rail, save ground, and have first run at the dying speed. Cause I do think that a little bit of, of, of pace uh, you know, duel probably materializes in this race because you do have a horse like uh beyond brilliant. Uh, along with smooth like straight who are both going to go so but also with the mile i mean it's not like you have a like a lot of time to shake these horses up you know these seem a little bit more keen for for front running horses because you can have these horses that just come out and freak and run their eyeballs out the, the entire the entire way gate to wire uh so i but i really like pogo stalking from the inside uh you know has done it's you know you know, better running over, over a good turf course, which means it's a firm, basically a firm turf course in American speak. So yeah. Pogo at, at 20 to one. Uh, but I will go ahead and tell you that I, uh, I spread out big. Oh yeah. Last note on Pogo. Pogo spent basically from November of last year into March of this year in Bahrain, uh, Saudi Arabia, Dubai, and then just Dubai bounced super hard when it came back. And I,
0: <laughs> Pogo bounced.
1: Yeah. Hey, <laughs> I didn't even mean to do that. Look at me. Uh, and it, but I, I really think that it's kind of rounded right back into form now, and and is ready to kind of fire its best shot. Also, the horse has a history of winning second off the layoff, so uh, that's that's why Pogo. But I'm also very spread out. Uh, I'm using the one, four, seven, nine, eleven. Uh, so I do have modern games once again said I'm contrarian still using chalk uh, and then the seven beyond brilliant. I actually like this horse to be more of a wire candidate than uh, than smooth like straight. I, I think that this horse could uh, get out there and just run super fast on the front and who knows maybe if it's alone gets absolute, you know, gets bored and takes them all the way ar- sorry gets bold and takes them all the way around uh, Malvath the nine uh, going to be closing late and then going to be probably a massive price. Uh, plus gets the local jock, Tyler Gaffley up. And then I'll use a horse that I, I really don't like this horse. So I'm still going to use it. 11 Annapolis, uh, who I think just really kind of fits in terms of the trip that it's going to get and the run style. So, I, I mean, it's a, another good stalker that I can use and another one that should be a, a pretty fair price.
0: Did you notice, and I, maybe it's just me, but did you notice that for every real good horse that's, that's running in here, there's like a dollar store brand name uh one like malvath goes with Malthot, and oh great now i'm blanking on what the other oh yeah pipeline instead of flight line uh there there's a couple there's a couple of horses that have uh like a a doppelganger name that's like not exactly the same but like when i see malvath all of a sudden i just think Malthot.
1: yeah yeah there's some just extra regular versions of some really good horses that's a, that's a better way extra regular
0: i like dollar store but extra regular is is that I like that?
1: Yeah, I, I mean, there's there are a couple of like trainers that are like that too that that have that have like the same last name, and you have to look and be like, oh no nope, that's not the good Rodriguez. That's right. not the Rodriguez I like. All right, moving on the the race foe the ladies. Uh, talking about the BC distaff. The women love you when you
0: get out there. Why do you think that is? What'd you say? The women love you when you get out there. Why is that, ladies? Well, I'm asking you. Uh-huh. <laughs> Hardest working man lo- in showbiz.
1: So I haven't seen a more hated favorite uh, on this card than I think Nest. Uh, I, I, I've i seen so many people who want to take their shot against Nest in this race. What, what was your take on, on Nest and are you using?
0: I have to use her. I mean, I, I, I think she's the most likely winner. And other than flight line in this, in this, um, what's the word I'm looking for here sequence? Yeah. I was in this sequence. I think she's the most like likely, likely winner. I mean, when we talked about Jackie's warrior and how I like Kamari a little bit there, I think nest is, is more likely a, a winner than Jackie's warrior.
1: I'm going against Nest, but I do think that Nest has an excellent chance to win. I do agree that you're probably your most likely winner. My top choices, though, are, are, are I said choices, yes, uh, mm-hmm. are, are two horses that I think could upset. But how do you see this race kind of unfolding? Uh, it doesn't seem like there's necessarily just a ton of speed outside of uh, society firing from the outside, which is kind of why I took it, just, you know, early speed on the main track at Keeneland.
0: Yeah, th- so... I did a little little research on the, uh, like I said, I did the dirt mile. I did a deep dive on that. And I looked at the 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 times in those races and both both times that there have been uh, the dirt mile at Keeneland, the the winner had a, a track record. And then I started looking at other races and I was like, oh, look, track record, track record, track record. They're all in the Breeders' Cup. This is going to be uh, just an uh, absolute race track. I mean, it is going to be shaved. It is going to be you know, it's going to be pretty um, and, and things are going to go fast. So I think this is one of those races where you don't want to come from behind. This is where you want to be up near the front. And I think nest um, checks all the boxes here. If I were to add another one, I think search results would be the other one that I would use. Um, but I mean, in, a, in an eight horse race, and I really like nest. I mean, I think for me, I think she's going to be up near the front and she's going to uh, get, get there. I, I just, I just love nest.
1: Yeah, I, so I went with Society to to maybe just kind of take it around from, you know, take it take them all the way around. Nest, Nest has the unique ability to kind of make her own race, though, to be fair. Uh, if Nest wants to get out and, and try to duel down Society, well, she can do it. If she wants to sit right off Society and duel, she can do it. If she wants to hang back, you know, a couple links and not necessarily press, she can do it. Uh, but I, I will say my other top choice with Society was the two blue stripe at 22 to one. I think a lot of times when we look at breeder's cup cards, we've got a whole year of the, of, you know, runners that are running in in these marquee races. We feel like we know these horses intimately. We know exactly what we get, what we're, you know, what they're going to do. And I think people really lose focus on what's a horse trending towards on breeder's cup weekend. And I've been calling blue stripe the horse of now, I think this horse has really come into its own. Had a win in the Clement Hirsch uh, last time out, and really, you know, topped its uh, its its best speed figure by by a few points. Uh, this is the, one of the two weekends of the year that I actually look at thoroughgraphs. And if you look at the uh Blue Stripe is just as competitive as any other horse in this race when it comes to, to thoroughgraph figures. So I, I'm using Blue Stripe and Society as my as my top two picks. I will probably Dutch out some win bets on both of those. But when it comes to the horizontal, I'm going Blue Stripe, Nest, and Society.
0: Nice. Uh, You want to know when I felt that same exact way about Blue Stripe? When? Last year's Breeders' Cup.
1: All right. That's fair. Yeah. Good point. Mm -hmm. Angry. Super
0: angry. I'll tell you what. Yeah. She won last year.
1: I'll I'll say – I'm just going to say I have – done my best to completely expunge last year's breeder's cup from my memory at all and not let how any horse performed in last year's breeder cup breeder's cup affect my opinion of them going forward the reason being was that was a wonky ass breeder's cup <laughs> there was just some weird ass results going on that day and it's something just you know i, I, I don't know the track The track maintenance crew had like a handful of mushrooms and a fifth of whiskey and then just went out there and did their worst, you know, to just (laughs) fuck up, fuck up that track as much as they could heading into it. So I, I'm trying not to let that happen, but I, I I might've got me there a little bit with blue stripe. I I can show you
0: on the doll where she
1: hurt me. (laughs) There we go. There we go. And it's uh, I have a feeling it's kind of, you're going to take two fingers and do like a kicking motion. Like you're kicking a paper football. It's going to be right between the legs.
0: Mm Mm-hmm
1: yeah yeah it happens all right moving on the premier turf race on this card so much that they just call it the turf the Logines <laughs> breeder's cup turf mile and a half over guess what the turf uh man i if you thought i was spread out in the you know the the other turf race i i am way spread out in this one and once again i've got another bomb but guess first ryan who you got
0: First of all, I like how you put the stink on that French on long That was nice. I liked it. I like
1: it. Very rarely do I over French things, but when I do, I over French them all the way. (laughs) Nice. I don't think I've ever heard the term over French before. Oh, dude. over (laughs) Over Frenching is criminal. When you have people who like have absolutely no connection to France. They probably never <laughs> even took French in fucking high school. And then they come out there, like, and they're, oh, man. They're like, You're like, fuck you for over-Frenching that. You, straight to jail.
0: <laughs> J'ai-tudie le français pour trois ans. <laughs> anyway,
1: um, so I'm with you. I'm, yeah. I'm thinking of the Simpsons episode where Lisa accidentally, accidentally walks into the wrong school, into a French class, and all the kids start laughing at her, and the French teacher goes, uh-uh, en français. And they all go, (laughs) I love it. it.
0: Um, So exactly like you said, uh, this is the toughest one for me. And this is when I said, oh, I want to build a um, I want to build a base ticket for people and they can add uh, add to it. And obviously, as you add, it's going up incrementally. This is the race where I'm going to use three. Um, if things go well, and I feel like playing uh, a much bigger ticket, I'm going to go five deep here. And, you know, in a 13 horse field using five in a pick six, that's, uh, it's, it's not criminal, but it's, uh, certifi- certifiably insane, but, mm-hmm. uh, it's really, really tough here. I mean, you have to use warlike goddess. I mean, I think she's got, uh, a real good shot to win here. I don't think she's going to pay well if she does, but I don't want to get beat by her um I'm very interested in Brome or Broom or whatever we want to call yep. this Aiden yep. no O'Brien Horse. Um I mean sometimes he's there, sometimes he's not. Uh, I would hate for him to fire and me not be on it at all. Um Mishrif. You said that you uh, don't often look at the thoroughgraphs um in in, in in your 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 handicapping, but you are now. This one fits uh, fits very well on the third graph, so I have to use that. And I'm kind of, we're going to use big word here, I'm kind of vacillating, if you will, um, between the number three, Stone Age, and the number five, Rebels Romance. I mean, I'm having a hard time deciding which one I want to use. So uh, it's, it's this is a really, really tough race for me. If you put a gun to my head, I'm going to go uh, 3, four eleven. Please don't put a gun to my head. Uh, Stone Age, Brome, and uh,
1: Mishra. I'm going to go ahead and say, admit that I did not know what vacillating meant, but I did use context clues and figured it out. I was yes. so... I'm I'm yeah. six deep. I'm six deep in this race. But mm. let me go ahead and give you my top choice for my man, AOB, Aiden O'Brien, and not that one you're thinking... Not the horse you're thinking of. A different one. I'm talking about number three, Stone Age. I love Stone Age at a price here. Uh, another one that uh, and I'm kind of le- leaning into this angle quite a bit on the turf that was racing in Europe over very soft ground, comes back and should gets firm grass that I think it should appreciate. Uh, you know, the last two races on firm in the United States, I, I mean, ran decent, but... I, I, you know, especially the Saratoga, the, the Saratoga, they got so much rain at Saratoga that, that even if it was firm is still probably more of like a good with a little bit of cut in the ground. I remember it playing, never really drying out. Like I liked. like, my, like my unofficial favorite banking holiday is when the, the inner rate, you know, the inner turf course at, at uh, Saratoga gets dry as a popcorn fart. And you can just, whoever gets to the rail on the lead wins. It doesn't seem like we ever really got that, that week or two at Saratoga. So uh, I, I think that, you know, it, has been a little bit drier at keeneland and it should have firmed it up pretty good i think stone age definitely has a puncher's chance here by galileo should have absolutely no problem handling the distance and uh yeah i i mean if i'm going to if i'm going to zig i'm gonna at least zigging with a familiar name with familiar familiar connections with a familiar talented jockey um in addition to Stone Age, who is my top choice? I'm using the one Bye Bye Melvin. We talked about Warlike Goddess. How about a gutsy, gutsy performance by Bye Bye Melvin uh, in his last race where he did his best to hold off Warlike Goddess. And with an early speed horse like this that you would expect to basically pack it up and quit as soon as he gets passed, was really game to hold on to second. Uh, then I used, of course, Stone Age uh, Broom, which you men- mentioned, who has a wicked closing kick. Uh Rebels Romance for uh, Go Dolphin, because that's my dolphin, the mm-hmm. Dolphin racing team. Uh, and then I use uh, the 11, in Italian, who should be the speed of speed in this race. And I feel like just in case, just in case the horse gets out on the lead and gets brave, which I've seen it do many a time, uh, I, I got to use an Italian there. So I wait, would... wait,
0: are, you, are you talking about Mishra?
1: Oh, let's see. Am I looking at the wrong race? Yeah. 11, I am. 11 yeah. I'm talking about Mishriff. I'm sorry. Different, no, fine. different take, but yes, I am using using Mishriff. Uh, uh you can't ignore Frankie De man. You can't ignore no. Frankie De Yeah, how many times have we seen this man throw flowers and do a ninja turtle back flip off of a horse on Breeders' Cup <laughs> Saturday?
0: Uh not enough, let's say. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's right. That's right. As a Mishriff fan, I, I would expect you to say that. All right. Uh so I was six deep. You went what, three deep?
0: I, I did, and here's the thing: is I screwed up too because I said I want three, four, eleven, which put me on Stone Age that you had, but actually it was two, four, eleven for me. It was Warlike Goddess, Brome, Broom, whatever, and then Mishrif. So, um, yeah, we're going deep, but we don't know what the hell we're doing.
1: Yeah, well, hey, man, I basically what I did was just—you uh, didn't know this, but I actually intercepted you uh, last night. Got him. We fucking got him. <laughs> put you on the right horse, Stone Age. Uh... Uh, Moving yeah. on, race 11, the Breeders' Cup Classic. And it feels anticlimactic because you have Flightline, who is going to be absolutely everybody's top pick. I want to say three to five on the morning line. But I'm going to go ahead and say this. I'm starting to get irked. I'm starting to get irked with Flightline. And that's because I can't tell you how many times I've seen everybody in the media, everybody in the public, just smother a horse in their love gravy. Mm. And then the horse, something, something happens. I'm thinking of horses. I'm thinking of races like Airgate gate in the Pacific classic classic. Uh, you could talk about basically any trapper's race where you have, you know, secretariat gets beat, where you have American Pharaoh getting beat, where it just seems that every time that everybody just loves a horse, you know, a fucking sinkhole opens up and swallows it. Um, hell, I mean, this translates outside of horse racing. Think of how many times on college game day, everyone has been on one team. And then, of course, the other team wins.
0: Sure. I mean, I, I I get it. And I've I've been alive to the presumptive favorite, the can't lose horse. And uh, I watch the race and I start getting nervous and I start getting nervous. And then I watch the race unfold. I'm like, oh, there's no chance I'm winning. So I just don't want to have that feeling again on Saturday. Please just let me have the feeling of this is the one, this is the one, this is the one, and let it happen. Just Just lay back and let it happen, I say.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: Which I don't say uh, often,
1: just for, for the record. For someone who had to show us on the doll, where so where he was hurt by someone, <laughs> I, I'm actually not surprised by this behavior in the slightest. Um, yeah. Well, so you, flight... you, you give what you get. <laughs> it was a, Kyle Kinane has this uh, this bit where he talks about how he thinks Bigfoot is real, but the thing is that he fucks you. Is that like yeah. he just like pops his his head <laughs> in your tent, and so no, you just shh. No one's gonna believe that this happened. <laughs> um, I, I mean, it, I'm starting to get irked, but I don't know why I'm irked by a horse that's undefeated and won every single one of its races by a cumulative 61. And it's not like that was like 10 races. It was, it was, it was five. Yeah. Five races I, by 61 I, lengths.
0: I'm with you. It's because I think that a lot of people in social media, and I think we, we look at social media as, as the racing, um, uh, sphere uh, in and of itself and it's not there's been a lot of of knob slobbing on on flight line and you know for a horse who has five career starts before before saturday uh, is it warranted yeah he's really really good i mean arrogant was really really good american pharaoh was really really good but to compare this horse to secretariat or spectacular bid or god i even saw black caviar it's like these horses all raced a, a, a lot Those 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 super classic, like just great, great, great all time horses. He's not up there with them. And, you know, somebody put the uh, the thing out there. Oh, if if Flightline was a human athlete, who would it be? And I went with Peyton Hillis. I said, Peyton Hillis was really, really good. All right. That for for a short period of time
1: that cracked me the fuck up and the yeah. reason being that I was uh Peyton Hillis was my little league baseball teammate him that's him great. and his brother were both on my little on my little league team uh and he was just a he was just a chubby little fucker uh yeah. you know and uh then you know I whenever I go to college he'd moved to the town where my college was you know years ago when he was playing he was still in high school playing football there and that's when he like just busted out into this Adonis and like spent the season towing a f-150. Basically, mm-hmm. just like put put like pair, backpack straps on an F one fifty and pulled that fucker around Conway, Arkansas, all nice. all year before his senior year. Uh, yeah. So with Flightline, I I'm I'm with you. I'm gonna sit back. I'm gonna let it happen. I understand that there's not there's absolutely no betting value in betting this horse to win. Uh, so uh, let's go ahead. Let's put together a, a vertical play here because sure. with with Flightline winning, it takes you know three to five. You know, just take it. But there's always opportunity to suck value out of horses that are three to five, might even be one to nine uh, by the time it goes to post. If you could pick out the horses who are going to be second, third and use them in a vertical bet, I would probably attack this with a trifecta. What would be your go-to move be?
0: Same thing trifecta. And I'm going to use rich strike in the third spot.
1: I like that quite a bit. I actually bump rich strike in the second.
0: Bold. I like it. I like yeah, it. You I, think you think you think he's got a better chance of finishing second than Taba and Life is Good?
1: It look when you look through Rich Strike's past performances, look at every single time that first quarter number gets really hot, uh, mm-hmm. and that horse either hits the board or wins. And I really honestly think that this comes in a flight line rich strike exacta. I could see Rich Strike making a, a really game run at flight line. Now, does that mean within a length? I might no. It means probably within like maybe four to five lengths. Uh, So I am using Rich Strike, and then I'm also using Epicenter uh, underneath in second, and then in third, uh, I'm actually tossing Taiba. I don't like the I don't like the rail trip. I I feel like the the rail might be a little bit dead, and if that horse is saving ground on the rail and can't tip out wide then then I really don't like Taba's chances but I'm going to use oh and I'm also tossing life is good out of it but I will be using uh Hot Rod Charlie Epicenter uh Olympiad and Rich Strike in third place.
0: Okay, well Bob Baffert cheats and Bob Baffert loves no,
1: nobody more than Bob Baffert and yeah. he
0: would like nothing more than have Taba beat uh Flightline so he would be the the best California trainer in the in the race. So I think Taba's going to be raring to go on Saturday. Um, if I were to make a uh, trifecta with uh flight line on top, I would go four on top. I would use Taba and life is good. Uh, that'd be the one and the two. And when you said hot rod, Charlie, I think hot rod, Charlie can get a piece here. I'm going to put him in the second spot too. So four over one, two, five. And then I'm only going to add a uh, rich strike to those horses that I had in second for the third. So it'd be, Four over one two five, over one two five eight.
1: I like that. The like our physiques, a thick in the middle trifecta. Yeah. Uh So yeah, no. And the thing is with Taiba is if if something like that happens, I'm not shocked that it happens because how many times have we seen that story unfold of the Bob's horse that no one is expecting just comes out and just fucking throws a, a a bullet in the uh in the in the classic. I mean, I'm thinking of like authentic. I, I could I mean, going to Kentucky Derbies with with uh, uh Medina Spirit.
0: Rest in peace, bro.
1: Yeah, right. Uh so I mean, it's not like we've we've never seen that before. Uh so I I won't be shocked if it happens, but I mean, it is literally in my DNA to always try to beat that silver-haired fuck. I hate Bob mm-hmm. Baffert so much that I had a painting commissioned of him getting owned by authentic in the Winter circle <laughs> at Churchill Downs. He's in a very submissive, all fours just beaten up, uh, which uh, a, a, a couple of years ago, a, a Ukrainian girl on Reddit painted it for me for 150 bucks. Perfect. Nice
0: way to exploit the Ukrainians.
1: Hey, it was before it was before. Uh, oh, nice. So, uh, look, I'm gonna go ahead and rattle off my ticket. This ended up being two hundred and seventy dollars at the one dollar base. So, race one, three, eleven, twelve. Uh, in the second race, we are singling Jackie's Warrior number nine. Corn dogs, Jackie.
0: Corn dogs for all these people. The-
1: Third leg, we are five deep, going one, four, seven, nine, eleven. Uh, fourth leg, two, six, and eight. Fifth. One, two, three, four, five, and 11. And then hopefully bring it on home with Flightline. Uh, you, you got your ticket ready to rattle off for me, Ryan?
0: Sure. Um, I started off with 9, 11, 12. And Moira, the, Moyer the 12, was the last horse that I put on my ticket. Um, I, go, I go 2 9 with Jackie's Warrior and Kamari in the second leg. I went 4 5 6 only in the turf. And like I said, that's my make or break race. So if 4 5 6 doesn't get there, we're done. Um, I, I'm using the six only in Nest, uh, in race nine. But like I said, search results if someone wants to add search results uh, on there, that would be great for for me. It's just the six, but six and seven would make it 108. And then in the uh, turf, I went two, four, 11, and I could go five deep there. I could go two, three, four, five, eleven, 11, uh, and then obviously four at the end. So my base is 54, it's 108 if you add search results, and if you want to add the other horses in the in um, the turf, just to try to get alive to flight line, so be it.
1: So, if I hit this pick six, there's only one way for an Arkansas Razorback fan to celebrate. You win. Why not? You better win. put your dick in some mashed potatoes. Great day to be a hog. Bad day to be a mashed potato bowl. Hog's by 90. I'm going to stick my dick in the fucking mashed potatoes. You know? <laughs> That's right. If I hit this pick six, I'm going to stick my dick in the mashed potatoes. Yeah, well, if I knew it was going to be a party like that, I'd done the same. <laughs> Thank I appreciate you uh, knowing the quote and can you tell me what what Beastie Boys song use that sample pop quiz Hot Shot? Oh God, no! And I'm I love the Beastie Boys and I can't
0: think of it. Tell me, tell me what it is it?
1: B Boys making with the freak freak. Oh jeez. Yeah. Oh man, that's a good it's a good Beastie Boys deep cut. Ryan Dickey, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for thanks for jumping in. Your third time on the show. Uh, I'm gonna have to say, I mean, two times you've knocked it out of the park. One time. Eh. I'm not going to tell you what time <laughs> that one <award> was. <laughs> oh, I know. I know. <laughs> uh, man, so other than watching the Breeders' Cup, just big plans. Uh, maybe, uh, I don't know, spa day if you hit it big?
0: Um, I I have a visitor coming to visit me uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. On, on Sunday. So I'm going to have, uh, you know, it's going to be basically lounge around Vegas and eat well, drink well be Mary, i guess would be a good way to say it so uh yeah and and by the way it's not sherry either <laughs> sherry sherry's coming with her family just to make that 100 yeah. percent clear uh, i have uh, another uh friend coming on friday or sunday i'm sorry sunday so i'm gonna be hanging out sunday so hopefully i win lots and lots of money because i'm gonna need it
1: there you go and then just say "fuck it" and put it all on the detroit Lions on the money line
0: yeah, I mean, come on, dude. I would yeah, I would dude. rather eat the mashed potatoes after you're done with it than bet on the lions.
1: <laughs> he's he's crazy, not suicidal, folks. Yeah. Um, well, I wouldn't. I just say, let's just say I'm crazy. How about that? <laughs> yeah. So somehow, I, it seems like every Kentucky Derby weekend and every Breeders Cup weekend, my wife, without realizing what is happening that weekend, subconsciously like plans a trip to go visit her parents and take the kids. Uh, with her. So I got the house to myself. I mean, it's going to smell like Red Bull and ass by the time I'm all handicapped up and done watching these races. So, uh, you know, it's, it's one of those things, you know, I'm going to throw in another, uh, another, uh, Simpsons reference. It's like, uh, when they actually knocked down the wall to Mo Lacks apartment and he's sitting there at a table eating cat food and he's just like, please don't tell anyone how I live. (laughs)
0: that that one hit closer to home than you'll ever understand
1: (laughs) thanks for having me chase of course man you're all you're always welcome back you can presume all you want that you're going to be back again all right thank you everybody for tuning in and hey man we have put out a ton of breeder's cup content if you got time go back and listen to our build up to the breeder's cup we had Ren Carruthers on to talk pedigree for Future Stars Friday. Uh, Caleb Knight joined me to talk about his forgotten five horses for Breeders' Cup Classic Day. And then my man from across the pond, Malcolm Bamford in Newcastle, he did a preview for the Shippers for Breeders' Cup. I don't know what to say. The great pumpkin has shown up. It's just time to enjoy the races. We will catch you next time on the Notorious O.T.V. Brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network.